Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. It's Kamara, aka Bambi, or whatever you want to call me. Um, I'm so mad I have to re-upload my podcast because I don't know what is going on with this speakerphone. But I hope you guys are being safe. I hope you guys are staying inside. I hope you guys are mentally holding it together amidst this whole crisis and you know stay home order etc i know our state is having it i know most states are for the most part i'm in virginia so they don't want us going nowhere but you know shout out to all the essential personnel right now i know that you guys are probably over life right now but you guys are important and you guys get props from me personally so kudos to you guys because we need y'all especially these groceries like we need y'all i know it's stressful and stuff and i hope that you guys get what you deserve um from the government as far as like an increase and all that other stuff because y'all y'all deserve it um Today on this podcast, I wanted to kind of talk about um, single motherhood. I wanted to talk about that. I get asked that quite a bit about how do I handle being a single mom and um, like what pretty much like why do I make it look so easy? And I can tell you it's not. Um, I have two kids. I have Brooke and Cameron. They are nine and seven. They are two headaches and a half, but they are a freaking joy to have um, probably two of the best human beings on this planet. And I'm not saying that just because they're my kids, probably am. But for the most part, they, they really are awesome. And I couldn't ask for a better pair of people to take care of. So, um, so to answer some people's questions, I don't try to make it look easy. Um, for one, it's not easy. Parenting isn't easy at all. Anyways, I am, it's not like, you know, you're taking the SATs or taking the GRE or anything like that. No, I am raising two human beings and it's not something you could redo. It's not something, it's not like a test, you know, you you could retake it to get a better score. No, if you you can mess up a child's childhood, and that's one thing I do not want to do. You know, I didn't have a very good childhood, and I've had that experience, and I do not want my children to go through that. And that is my goal, and I think when I had them, I vowed to myself to give them a life that, and I know that they say you should never say, you know, I want you to have a life I didn't have, like a better life than me. Of course, I want my kids to have a better life than I did. You know, I don't want them to psychologically have the same life I did. So raising them um, freely is what I want to do. Um, 
now as far as their kid's father we haven't been together for years i would probably say we split in 2013 so it's been a good minute and there's no reconciliation um happening so and he doesn't even live in the state so it's just basically just the kids and i and quite honestly it's hard because i'd rather him be around his children i'd rather him help me raise them as such um it's unfortunate that it's not my situation. That is not um, my circumstances that I wish to have. But I do the best I can mentally. It's stressful for me um, be, to have that extra parent. Because I don't have family out here. Like family support or anything. Now I do take care of my father. But he lives in this household. But that's a totally different story than having like your mother your sisters and your brothers that live down the street and so I work with what I got and I don't complain um now to make it seem I wouldn't say make it seem easier but when you have children you have to kind of learn them and you learn them every single day from the day that they're born until the day you die you learn them you're constantly adapting to who they are because if you don't adapt as a parent you don't ever grow with your children you don't ever get to really know who they are and I can really pick out out of my kids who did what based off of the circumstances and it I think it scares them a little bit because they feel like well are you like a witch or something? Well, for one, I am, but I know you and I know how you'll react because I, you know, you don't ever really know a true person, but based off of actions and stuff like that, you tend to learn over time. Um, like when it comes to my children, I could tell who's my introvert ever since they were babies, like probably around four or five. I was able to really tell what type of person that they were going to open up to be. Who was the introvert? Who was the extrovert? My oldest is my introvert. And that's my daughter. Like that girl would stick her head in a book, a tablet or whatever. And my son, obviously, he's my he's my rebel child. He's my extrovert. He is literally me in a little boy body. And I can't stand it. How do you really argue yourself out of your child? You really can't. And my daughter, it's weird. It's like literally they are like my two personalities. So in a way, I kind of know how to navigate through their minds a little bit. So, and also learning how to discipline them as well. I don't hit my children. I don't physically um, um, harm them. I wouldn't say harm, but I don't, I don't, I don't get physical with them. And I do believe in some aspects of whoopings and spankings and stuff like that. But with my children, I always believe that if you could talk to your child first, I would enforce that before, way before anything else. Because I, that's just me. I used to get my ass whooped as a kid. And I never wanted to do that to my children. I never want to put a belt to them. And I never had to. 
you know, I might threaten them. I could threaten their little lives away. And, you know, they'll take that more as a warning than anything. But, you know, I talk to them for the most part. Now, my daughter, she's the introvert. I can't send her to the room as a discipline measure because she'll take it full of in. Okay, go in there and pass out. Might read a book. I'm like, okay, that's not working. But if I sit there and I talk to her sternly, talk to her like, no, you know you're in trouble. And I don't even have to yell. Tears. Or she at least knows that I'm being serious. She's the kid that if I give that look, she already knows what's up. Straighten up or I'm going to snatch you up. Now, my son, <laughs> he's a whole different story. He's he's like a little thug. And that's the thing. He's not bad, but he's just he's just the he he's my rebel child. Like he will fight for his right. I can send him to the room and you think that you didn't send him to Alcatraz. So I have to usually um, I try talking to him. Talking works. But it's like sometimes the words bounce off his head and he's right back at it again but as far as that parenting side goes my kids are wonderful schools always I've never had an issue with them at school you know they do their part as children and that part is very important because I don't have to ever go up to their school talk to the principal, take them out of school, them getting expelled, fighting, bullying, um, getting bullied too, surprisingly, as sweet as they are. um, You know, I never really have those problems. So it's usually the background noise, you know, that is the stressors. And those are always the finances you know, the other parent, the families, um, on both sides, um, all of that, you know, it's still usually it's, it's always the background that's the hardest for me. And the way I handle it is really just kind of compartmentalize everything and handle it that way. What is more important? How can I deal with this? If it's out of my control, I just leave it as is. If it's something that I could change or make better, then I change it. I can't change how my children's father parent. And I refuse to try, if that makes sense. Like, I refuse to, you know... To have to tell somebody, hey, this is how you should do it. My kids feel loved. They feel taken care of. You know, but I will say his family, though, they are wonderful people. And I have that support from him. I mean, from them. And that right there is crucial. And that's one thing that I do not take for granted. Because without them... You know, my kids wouldn't really know his side of the family. So that's one thing I do love. And they take good care of them and they treat them well. And that's how family should be. So, and that's a good thing. I really do 
really do love that about them. Now, the other thing, of course, finances and working, um, it gets tough, I will say, you know, having to call out for work or anything like that, money can be tight, um, if situations does happen, if they get sick at school, you have to take off time or you have to leave in the middle of a work day, you know, I don't have family out here, so... I have to work with what I got. Maybe call a friend or something to go get them. Because when I first moved out here, at, like I said, I live in Virginia. So, and I live in Richmond. So when I first moved to Richmond and from Hampton, it, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have anybody to lean on out here. Now I got maybe like two now, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of have to work with what you got. And if something does hit the fan, you have a plan. You have to think of a plan. You have to strategize how you're going to take care of issues when they arise. So always have backup. Always talk to, hey, if this happens, will you be there? If that cannot take place, then you need to talk to your boss You need to talk to whomever and let them know up front, like, hey, I need a, I have a plan and I need you to work with me and my plan because this is my situation and go from there. Sometimes it might not work in your favor and sometimes it do, but it's always better to take that chance and communicate. Now, I am also a student. This is um, actually my fourth degree. And um, during my first bachelor's degree, when I had the reason why I even moved to Richmond, it was hard as hell because I was a full-time student. I was a full-time worker. I was a full-time parent. And... There were times when my father, because, you know, like I said, I take care of him, and but he has medical issues. He had to go to the hospital. So I had to bring my children to class. Email my teachers and they said, yeah, bring them. So and my kids were great. They were a lot smaller then. So they were at the age to where it's like you can't really tell them to be quiet, you know, and they'll be quiet. But they listened and they just sat there colored. And my son was probably maybe three at the time, like maybe two. He was still in diapers a little bit. He was just like right at that potty training stage. So it's like, please don't do anything. Just wait till we get home. But it was probably the hardest time of my life. But I managed to get through it. And I probably contemplated probably about 10,000 times about quitting school and just working because I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like it's too hard. I cannot be a single parent and I cannot go to school. And I was doing traditional classes. I was going on campus. So 
when I would tell people, yeah, I'm a parent and I'm, they'd be like, you're in school too? Yeah, I'm like, I can't do that. I can't, you know. And I used to sit there and feel a little discouraged or like, or then I got to the point to where it's like, you could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. Everybody's situation is different, of course. But I always like to tell people like, if I could get through school, you could get through it, especially the ones who don't have kids. And I know that everybody else has their own set of responsibilities, whether it's taking care of a parent, whether it's take even taking care of themselves, you know, that doesn't mean that their life is easier because they don't have children. But having children does add another stressor. I just always used to tell people, like, if I could get through school, you could get through school. Whether it's with the same GPA I got or or not, you got this. Keep pushing. C's get degrees. And I'm not encouraging everybody just to go out and push for C's. No, I'm just saying, if you feel like you can't at least work for that C, you know, unless your degree program you know, might require a B or better because I know a lot of nursing programs require a B or better. Do what you got to do. Change your focusing habits. Change your study habits. Sometimes it might be the professor. Maybe it's the teaching style of the professor. Or maybe it's how you're studying. Like I said, change something. Move something around so that it seems like it's easier. Get tutoring. Get help. But just know that you can do it. And YouTube University be helping too, you know, so you got this. And, you know, I got through school, hardest time of my life, but I did it. I did it without the help of my kid's father. I did it without the help of having like a lot of family support. And that's one thing I will hold dear to me as one of the biggest accomplishments in my life because I did it without any help really so that's one thing that I will say that I love about myself is the fact that I kept going I kept pushing and another thing too um, also you know, as far as, you know, learning or not even learning, just trying to be a good mother and be a stable mother is your mental health. You want to make sure that your mental health is like superb. You want to make sure it's I wouldn't say perfect, but you want to make sure that you are in tip top shape. You want to make sure that you are a priority. Of course, your kids are, you want to make your kids feel like a priority, but you have to make yourself the priority before you can make them a priority. You need to put your happiness before their happiness. And I say that because, and I know it sounds selfish, but if you're not happy, how can you really make people, other people happy? How can you really make sure that you're doing a good job if you're mentally not even capable to get through the day? These people depend on you. These people and kids, they feel things, they know things, and they're and the thing is kids are actively learning in their environment. Do you really want them to learn about your depression? 
do you really want them to know about your anxiety? No. Get help, seek help. And I know some people can't help it. And I'm not saying that you're a bad person because you can't do it. Because trust me, I understand. I am with you. I battle with my own mental health issues as well. Um, But just in my case, you know, I made sure that I needed to put my mental health before anything and everything. Because I feel like your mental health does damage your children if it's not properly taken care of. And I made sure that I got it taken care of. And I made sure that I put Kamira first. And my kids are the happiest little things. You know? And that's one thing that is important to me is making sure that they know that I am trying, I am doing my best. Because, you know, they're getting older. They're starting to notice things. They're noticing like, well, mommy is doing this by herself. I don't need to say anything. But they, you know, they're starting to form their own opinion about their world, about what they see. Their perception is growing. And I don't want that. Of course, I talk to them about mental health. I talk to them about happiness, about contentment. I talk to them about different things. I talk to them about life, um, spirituality. I ask them things that they want in life. Because I want them at the end of the day, even though I need to hold, I hold myself to a higher degree when it comes to my mental health. I want them to actually feel in the moment that, yes, I, you guys are that top priority to me as well. But I have to make sure I'm happy in order to make you guys happy. And I think they understand that. They know that I care. They know that I love them. And I would never push them away, you know. And as far as, like, when it comes to, like, their kid's father, and I'll save that for actually another another podcast, another episode. But I had to let that stressor go for the most, for the most part. And that was the first step. Of becoming a single mother, obviously. And that set the path on me trying to rebuild myself. Because when you do become a single, like if you're in a relationship and then you become a single mother. It's literally like rebuilding a puzzle. And you're just connecting the pieces from here to there and going. But it changed. I mean, you know, now you're rearranging your pieces because you're not the same person anymore. You know, I be it was like Kamara 1.1 and now I'm like Kamara 2.3. I'm a whole different version. Not just because I had kids, but because, you know, you have there's different things you go through when you're rebuilding yourself. You go through these phases, you go through, you know, depression you go through ups and downs you go through little battles of feeling happy and then you're back down like what it what is this up and then what is this down so managing that is one thing to do but it's 
you know, you will get there. I guarantee you will get there. You will get there. You just have to keep. You have to keep building. And like I said earlier, you know, parenting is like a shapeshifter. It's like shapeshifting. Because as you're building yourself, your children are changing in the process. So you have to adapt to that. You have to adapt to their different styles, to their different quirks, because they're learning. Their brain is taking in different different information. And I put that in the aspect of how to be a single mom. Not even how, like I said, like not how to be a single mom, but coping with it is because your children are constantly changing. You have to adapt to them in order to be a part of that change because your parenting style is going to change until probably the day that you die. You know, you're still going to have your core values and what you believe as a parent, of course, but it still shapeshifts. It still goes through different phases of things, you know, so because their kids constantly change, you know, and when they get older, I have a nine and a seven-year-old. I'm almost in the double digits. I'm about to have a tween in the next few years. Two at that. And my son turns eight this year, so it's like, oh my gosh, like where 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 the time go? So one, make sure that I always, like so. If I could give any advice to you know, people who think or perceive that my life is easy as being a single mom or that, you know, I kind of is one, the number, well, mainly the number one thing is your mental health. Make sure your mental health is priority. Your happiness, your contentment is of priority. Two, learn your child. Learn their discipline, how to discipline them. Learn to talk to them. How to talk to them, but not just talking to them. Learn to listen. Actively listen. You know, what is that saying? You know, listen not to respond or something. We basically learn to listen. Learn that that your children are people too. They're not just kids, you know. And of course, you know, I used to always hear, stay in a kid's place. Or you're a child, you don't know any better. And they might not, but at the same time, there's still people, they're learning. Allow them to learn. Allow them to speak. Now, getting disrespectful is one thing. That, 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 that'll get you knocked out. But learning your child. Learning what makes it learn their love language. I love learning my kids' love language. Well, one's gifts, so I don't know where he thinks he getting. I'm gonna be getting all this McDonald's money because that ain't happening, honey. That is not happening. Three, adapting. Learn to adapt. Sometimes people don't know how to adapt. But if you sit there, you, if you learn your child, 
it makes the process so much easier. My daughter has changed in so many ways. When she was a baby, she was scared of everything. A little shake on the floor, it was over. You flushed the toilet on her, it was over. Or if, you know, automatic toilet, it was over. A little splash in the face, it was over. But now this girl going on freaking roller coaster rides, like the big shot at King's Dominion, swimming underwater, iron lungs. I don't know where she got this sudden personality to where now she's like some type of thrill seeker. I'm, I mean, trust me, I'm still confused to this day. Because you weren't acting like this that long ago. But, you know, she did a whole, she did a complete 180. And... That's one thing I will say I love about it. It's like her, she had a whole personality change. So, you know, maybe she might be my wild child. Who knows? I might not see it coming. But adapting. And because once you learn your child and their love language, it makes it so much easier to adapt to when they start getting older. Because it doesn't get... It, it gets harder, but it does it, it gets easier with it, if that makes sense. Because now you can have conversations with these people. You could talk to them. You could, you know, have, you know, you could ask questions and get answers. Answers might not be clear, or they might ask with a question, but they know what they're saying. You can understand every word. Their brains are actually, like, cognitively functioning like they're thinking now now their perception is shaping to this world and that's what makes parenting wonderful so mental health learning your child adapting and I know I have more but I'm going to save that for another podcast. But I hope you guys enjoyed this um, this episode. And I will be bringing more. This will be part of my motherhood series. And um, yeah. You guys, please stay safe out there. And stay covered up. If you do go out, put on a mask. Make sure you wash your hands. If you do wear gloves, please, please, please use the gloves properly and don't leave them on the floor. You know, please don't be like these people out here. Um, Stay safe. I'll say that over and over again. Um, But I hope you guys tune in for my next episode. And where I start to go more in depth on my journey with being a single mom and how I'm still structuring and trying to get my life together now that my kids are at an age to where it's kind of easier to do things I'll see y'all then good night